Right then, so it is podcast number seven. Can you believe it, Tash? I can't believe it. We're at podcast number seven. Already? Yeah. It's flown by. And Tash, I did say last week that I wasn't going to talk about how many listeners, etc. Yeah. But I've just got to tell you, we had a little look at the analytics together. Mm-hmm. We've got listeners in Egypt. That's actually insane. Yeah. One in Thailand, a few in <laughs> Australia, some in America. What's happening? Can you imagine someone in Egypt just sitting... Sitting in the desert. Maybe on a camel. On a camel. Headphones on. Listening to us. Talking about not a normal life. Uh, surely they can understand us, hence why they're listening, right? Well, they're weird they want. They're listening to four podcasts. Maybe they just like the tone of our voice. Maybe we're soothing. Ooh. So this is what happened. We listened to our podcast um, on our travels. I'm not happy with how I speak. Oh, you're not. No, I'll tell you why. When we're on stage, I speak at this pace. So, seances began in the 1800s. It's all very theatrical, right? But when we're doing the podcast, because we're speaking for 30, 40, 50 minutes, I slip back into normal Matthew mode. And what's happening is, I'm noticing that my podcast voice isn't my stage voice, and my stage voice is good and fluent, and everybody can understand me doing this. Well, the other day I was noticing all the kind of mistakes. I don't think you need to worry. It's that Northampton accent. I was saying everything. Everything. Not everything. I think you're a cool, cool guy. So this is going to make me speak better in normal life. I was <laughs> chatting to Grandma earlier and I was trying to pronunciate every word. Wow. Yeah. That's very good. So what's happened? Well, it's Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's. Yeah, I mean, obviously this won't get uploaded on Valentine's Day, but we're recording it on Valentine's Day. We are. And uh, I woke up this morning to a very lovely card. A card with multiple pictures on, and it said, our first engagement, uh, Valentine's Day, <laughs> when our fiancés, pictures of rings, all beautiful, and I, well... Yeah, where's my card, Matthew? Mm. Mm. So... So, first, you know, first Valentine's engaged, it's quite a special one. Where's my card? Something awkward happened. What? I went to the card shop. Here we go. And, you know, what? it was really odd. I went in and, mm. well, they ran out of cards. Oh, isn't that funny? And I was busy. Yeah, and then for tea we had uh, romantic beans on toast. Fag on a minute. What? You said, I said, I'll make you anything you want in the world. I'll go to the <laughs> shop. You can have spaghetti, fajitas, curry, whatever you want. You went, no, beans on toast, please. That's what I fancied. Well, there you go then. So don't say it's like a bad <laughs> thing. You wanted that. Muppet. Oh. All right, so what else has happened, Tash? Hiya. Have you heard of or seen, or played, the new Monopoly. Yes. Tell everybody about it. It's amazing. Okay, so the new Monopoly does not involve cash. There is no cash. No paper notes. Johnny has gone. (laughs) (laughs) It's all card, honeys. Welcome to 2020. It's literally the contactless version of Monopoly. Oh, yeah. And there's a bank in the middle, and you tap like you would for a... I don't know, a suite for your Mayfair Hotel. Yeah. And it works it all out and it deducts and subtracts and multiplies and divides. And it's incredible. You've got to tap that card. You've got to tap tap that S. And I will tell you for sure, you spend a lot more money a lot faster than you would with cash. Oh, yeah, because there is less or there are less squares on the board. 
So there's only 36, whereas a normal board's got 40. And a lot of the squares, you've got the M Monopoly signs. Yeah. Which, instead of the chance cards and the community chest... Oh, right, you it's just, just get, the M. Yeah. yeah. And those M's speed things up dramatically. Well, I just think it's like real life, you know. You go to card, you spend double the amount you would normally spend with cash. It's too easy, isn't it? Ah, bring back the cash, I Where is the cash? I used to do, like, I, lots of magic with cash. I used to save when I had cash. <laughs> no more. How's that worked out for you? Cards, to me, is like real-life Monopoly. Yeah, so, Tash, where are we right now? We're in the Caribbean. We're in the Caribbean, man. Caribbean queen. And it's very quiet. It is quiet. We're enjoying it, though. Yeah, it's not Now, bad. we're going to note down some Caribbean stories and do them on a future podcast mm-hmm. because today's going to be all about Las Vegas. Viva Las Vegas. And we'll get there in one second, but I have to tell the listeners and you, okay. I found a new obsession. I'm worried. Yep. Wish.com. <laughs> Tash, no. it's unbelievable. No. I can't no. explain to you. So, this obviously isn't sponsored, but I'm just going to say right now, right. it's my favourite site in the world. I got, and you can verify this, mm. I'm quite into figures, right? So I got a Zelda, okay? And I was Zelda like the game, the <laughs> Nintendo game. This Zelda is 12 inches. 12? Yeah, you'd love that. And <laughs> it looks incredible. It's got the sword, it's got the shield. Right, just, I know you're not into figures, but just tell everybody out there listening, the man on his camel in Egypt, <laughs> how good this figure looks. Can I just say hi to the man in Egypt? Hi to the man in Egypt. Might be a lady. Potentially. Okay, the figure did look good. 10 out of 10. Two pounds. Yeah, but you also bought a wallet for 99p. A, you didn't need a wallet. B, you just bought it because it was 99p. Tasha, it was 99p. But why didn't you just buy yourself a box of them brunch bars for 99p instead? Because now, guess what happens? What? If I lose... Current wallet, I've got backup wallet. I'm sure backup wallet would be lost long before that. And I have an issue with my wallet, don't I? It's a magic wallet. So that means I keep losing cards. <laughs> and that is not a joke. I keep tricking myself. He's like, every day, where's my bank card? Well, it is it is in your wallet. It's just, you know, it's not easy to find. <laughs> so, yeah, so now I've got backup wallet. But, Tash, I've got a lot of stuff. I've oh, wow. I've purchased thirty four posters. So you need to remember that this tap, seven pound this tap tap card like Mona- like Monopoly. Yeah, it's real cash. Yeah. So every time that you're like, did you hear the bit where I got a wallet for a pound? Yeah, I know it's cheap, but it adds up. I've got the turtles figures, the actual Necker figures. They were thirty quid for four. They're I, normally yeah. sixty quid each. Yeah, that's not bad. That is bargain. But it's just like, for example. When you go into Poundland, mm. everything's a pound. So you... No. <laughs> it's how it works. That's how. And so you are just picking things up, popping that in your basket. Popping it straight in. And before you know it, you're at the counter and you spent 50 quid. 50 quid on Never what? done that. Absolute shite that I don't need. <laughs> yeah, but sometimes you go in there and you find a bargain. Don't you? What, for a pound? Do you know what's mental though? Sometimes in Poundland, things are a fiver. Yeah, I know. So that's... Gone completely Fairy. against the name of the Fairy shop. Fairy is £5. Fairy? Gel that you put in your washing machine. <laughs> I know what it is. Oh, right. I thought I'd have to explain. Right. So let's talk. I think we've done what's happened this week. Yeah? Yes, we Oh, we've got a Rode microphone. We have. So this should sound lovely. Oh, I hope we sound good. <laughs> Guess where I got it from? Wish.com, £4.12. <laughs> no, it wasn't. Um, all right. So, Tash, 
we're going to talk about Vegas. We are. Now, also, I've added some new segments okay. slash sections Ooh. to this show. All right. But we'll get to them in a bit. So, look, how do we want to do this? We should have spoke properly ahead of time, but we didn't. <laughs> we didn't Let's speak. just go through some of the things that we did. Uh, we've had busy days today, so myself and Tash just sort of came together um, in the little hotel room around the table, and now we're going to just go for it. It's unplanned, unscripted, uncensored. Mm. All uncensored? Right. Hopefully so. So we are just going to talk about some of our very favourite things in Vegas. Yeah. I'm going to point to my notes and say we're going to leave this one till last. Okay, Matthew's been very pointy. Very pointy. <laughs> you got the point, yeah? I've got the point. Right. So let's talk about some of our favourite things. So when we went to Vegas um, before, we stayed in the Bladgio Hotel. Very nice treat. So here's the thing. I am obsessed with Las Vegas and the Rat Pack and that era. So the Borelli sisters, that kind of swing and jazz vibe, Paul Anker, Tony Bennett, Elvis, um, when the strip was as people imagine it to be. And don't get me wrong, I still absolutely love it now. It is potentially and quite probably my favourite place in the world. But that, that era, that swing era where the Rat Pack ruled the strip, that's sort of where my heart is. Mm -hmm. So for us to stand and sit in the Bladger, we had a fountain view and we'd sit and look out the window and you hear the shoot of the water, the <laughs> as the huge water cannons and the jets go off. Insane. And then the underscore and the soundtrack to that is Sinatra and the Rat Pack singing my way. And then you turn around and you're on the Vegas Strip and the neon lights are everywhere. It's the most goosebumpy. I can't. It's a different world, isn't it? It's unbelievable. It is like. It's, I mean, it's my mate, isn't it? But it, it's honestly like you're just entering a theme park it's, I in the world. Yeah. We got off at the hotel and we didn't know what it was going to be like. We didn't know what to expect. No, I wasn't I wasn't too fond on going. No. I was a bit worried. I had to persuade you, didn't I? Yeah, you really did. I was like, no, let's just stay in New York a bit longer. Yeah, because we was in New York previously to Vegas. Yeah, I really did not think it was going to be like... It was. I was scared. So let's talk about when we first flew in. So our first impressions were landing, coming down, mm -hmm. and then you see the stereotypical shot of the strip and all the recognisable buildings that you can notice from anywhere. So you see the Luxor and then Escalibur and then the Bladio, etc., etc., the Eiffel Tower. It's exciting. It's it's just the best. It's the and then the aeroplane lands. And it was almost like it was meant to be. Our plane window, the sort of oval-shaped window, looked directly out to the MGM. And there was a huge, and I mean huge, poster of David Copperfield. And uh, I've got goosebumps now. Yeah, you do. It was the best. I'm, I'm going to say it was Everything the best. Everything is just big. We got off, obviously, at the airport, as you do. And the airport's a casino. Yes. Like, it's not like a normal airport. And if you've been, you'll know what I mean. And you've got Elvis in the airport and you've got <laughs> swing songs that are playing and jazz lounges and bars and Jack Daniels. And then you get in the Uber and or taxi or shuttle and you drive that iconic drive down the strip past the Las Vegas sign that we'll get to in a minute. And all these big towering buildings with huge, the Luxor of Chris Angel peering over the strip. And it's, I think it's my favourite place on earth. Can I just add, you get Mac vending machines everywhere. Yeah, you do. In the airport. What is that about? We get vending machines here in England for a Twix 
for £20. Yeah. You go up Not there. Not Wish.com. Not Wish.com. <laughs> you go up there and you've got a vending machine just full of incredible Mac make <laughs> She got excited, didn't you? Like, <laughs> you did a lot of hand actions. Yeah, yeah. We did have to buy some of the Mac makeup prior to our arrival into Vegas. How could you not? It's in a vending machine. It makes it so much more fun. Should we go to the very, very end of the trip and then circle back? Absolutely. So 20 minutes before we caught our flight, we're sitting in the airport. And I went into my pocket and I had probably about $20. Not much. Not much. Enough to buy me a mascara. Yeah, but I <laughs> decided against that. So I thought, well, we're in Vegas, got about $20 that money into our slot machine because that's what you do in Vegas. Yeah. So I go over to this panda machine and we'd kind of played on and off in the hotel room at night, mm-hmm. three in the morning we've been playing. Yeah. And I put it in and Tash... Guess what happened? If well, five pandas come up, yeah. you get $1.2 million. Right. Right? I put $20 in. It's $2 a spin. First spin, nothing. Second spin, nothing. Third spin, two pandas come up and they held. Right? The man next to me, he nudges me and he goes, mate, you're on the board. And I'm looking around going, I'm on the board. I'm on the board. That's insane. Next spin, three pandas. And I've got like $12 left, Tash. I'm sweating. It's making me sweat now. Yeah, people are coming out of their shops genuinely. There's little stalls that are selling pretzels and stuff. They've left the pretzels and they're surrounding me at this machine. Wow. Next spin, nothing. Pandas are still holding. Five spins left. Spin two more times, nothing. Spin the penultimate time. Yeah. Another panda three four i've now got four i need one more panda for over a million dollars tash and i've got two spins left or one spin left yeah i didn't win it i I know you you came back and you were like do you realize what's just happened i had about 30 people around me i was just sat eating a croissant yeah you were so but it was eventful can you imagine if i was just sat eating my croissant and you came back and said babe we're a millionaire yeah, I know, right? So my friend John, he went to, I believe it was Dubai, and he was in Dubai, spent about two grand on easy. his way. Yeah, easy boy. On his way back, he popped into the casino because he was early for his flight. He won four and a half grand, paid for his flight, and he went back with the same money that he spent. You are kidding. I know, living the dream. See, that's you've got to be brave to do that, because honestly, I cry if I lose a pound. Got to be in it to win it. Yeah, I don't think I am in it to win it, so I'll leave that up to well, you. Well, you're not in it to win it, because no, you I'm don't not, play. I'm yeah. not in it. <laughs> right. So, it. But we played on the slot machines at night occasionally. We'd we'd get back in at two or three in the yeah. morning, and we'd sit down and we'd put like $10 in. And one day, <laughs> we put $10 in, and the machine didn't work. Furious. So, I mean, you might as well just put it down the toilet then. But the man came over, didn't he? And oh, yeah. you get free drinks if you play, so it's worth playing. This is playing. why we play. Yeah, yeah, so you sit there for 10 minutes, that's three Jack Daniels and Cokes. Like, yeah, literally. So the man came over and I said to him, just out of interest, like, what's your biggest payout? And he said, well, at least once a week I'll have to go to the vault and get $100,000 out. Mm-hmm. Just pay that out. And in his little um, fanny pack thing... Sorry, what? Fanny pack? Uh-huh. Is that what you call Yeah. He had rolls and rolls of, like, $100 notes. Yeah, unbelievable. Like, how much was he holding on them? Probably, oh, probably about 100 grand. Ridiculous. Yeah, and he had multiple fanny packs. Yeah, and he didn't have, like, any weapons or anything on him, did he? <laughs> no. Or, like, I'm just saying, like, surely someone, you know, if they wanted that money... Anyways, I don't know. Good chat. All right. Lots of cameras, isn't there? Loads. So let's go through the shows, or at least some of them. Okay. Now, my favourite show we're going to come to at the very end. We're going to sort of circle around them. So one of your favourite shows, Tash, was the Blue Man Group. Oh, 
legends. At the Luxor. I just love them. Yeah, so we'd seen them previously. We'd seen them, I think, in London and we'd seen them in Orlando as well. Yeah. And Orlando, I thought, was incredible. Yeah. I'm not going to lie to you. I thought Vegas was okay. Oh, what? You loved it, though. So you, you tell everybody about it. You probably just had higher expectations being I in Vegas. I thought there was a bit too much drumming, to be honest. <laughs> That's what they do? No, no, they don't, though, because they do all this sort of the other bits. Interactive stuff. Yeah, the sketches, the marshmallows, the paint. They do so many varied things. Yeah. And I just thought they spent probably a third of the show drumming. Drumming. I get that. I enjoyed okay. it, but I'd have enjoyed it more if I was tipsy. Yes, that's probably the difference. I think we had had a, one little drink before we went to the Orlando one. Vegas, we didn't because it was so pricey to get a drink. Yeah, but we'll tell you a tip later. Oh, yeah, but we did find out something, a secret. Blue Man Group was just incredible. I love the way it started with the screen. Yeah, that's very and good. And the countdown. And before the show, they have a live camera on everyone. That's great. And that is great fun. And um, the music is insane. They're, they are so talented. They're incredible. I'm following them on Twitter. Yeah. I'm trying to get as many Blue Man Group followers just so... There's can... a very good documentary about becoming a Blue Man. Have I seen this? I'm not sure you have. I have not. I've got it. You can watch it later. Wow. But it's brilliant. It's all about some them starting their circus journey and progressing through. And they've either got a circus background or like a percussion background mm-hmm. for the musicians. Then they've got to fuse these two journeys together and learn how to do it in the paint because the paint's restrictive. Yeah. And um, it's really interesting. I just love the characters. Yeah. And every show that we've been to see and every blue man, they are a blue man. You meet them after the show and they will never, ever drop out of character. Like, wow. And we saw a lady fall over in the Vegas shop or stumble (laughs) or hit her head or something happened where everybody broke character. But the blue man didn't. The, not the blue man. He helped, man. but he yeah. did it as a blue man. As it, everything he would do as a blue man. Yeah, actually, this has reminded me. Yeah. We have to get the skin, the drum skin mm-hmm. that he puts his blue hand on. I wanted it in Orlando and I wanted it in Vegas, and neither times we got it. That would just be amazing. So we're going to buy it in Vegas next week. I'm writing this note down Can right we just, now. We're not going to see the show next week. We're not. Because we haven't got enough time or dollar. But dollar. can we go and get a picture with them, do you think? Yeah. That Maybe, nice, if it fits yeah. into our times. Yeah, we'll check it out. It is in the Luxor, though, and we're not there for anything. Mm, we'll make it. Okay, we'll try. <laughs> so, that was the Blue Man Group. Um, we talked about the Bladio Fountains. You have to, if you go to Vegas. Now, this obviously isn't like an official review. No. If you want an official review, I highly recommend celebrityradio.com. Oh, very good. They're awesome. And um, so, if you want like an actual show review and you want in-depth details of the theatres and what the shows are like yeah then listen to them but we're yeah. just giving you our opinions our yeah. overview just general opinions yep so downtown which was fremont street we loved but we wish we had a bit more time there now we booked everything on the main strip mm-hmm. we didn't go see any shows in fremont but we had to see it because it's kind of old downtown vegas where you've got like the four seasons and i think the flamingos there and I believe that's where the Sands was. Yes. So we had to go and see it. We had to see the projected arch. Mm-hmm. And also there's a lot of sort of street entertainment down there as yeah. well. So we were there for a couple of hours. We were. I don't know if we did experience it fully. I would Definitely recommend not. us to go back. I was a little bit put off, to be honest, by the homeless man who stole the guy's shoes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so at the bottom of uh, Fremont Street, or at the top, I guess, depending on how you look at it, yeah. there is, I don't know what it's called, but I should have researched it, but I didn't know the story was going to come up. But there is a shop where you, shop, a restaurant, restaurant yeah. where you eat as much, it's like, it's something, it's, this is not what it's called, but it's like the Heart Attack Diner. Yeah. 
yeah, no, that sounds about right. Yeah. yeah. And basically, you go in and you eat like the biggest burger in Vegas, and if you can eat it all, you don't pay for it. Yeah. But you're gonna die. And they all wear like patients. nurses outfits. Yeah, like. That was the bit I enjoyed. Now, uh, <laughs> but we was outside and we was watching the magician. Yeah, we were. And we was liking the magic. He was doing some bits. Very good. And then we hear this commotion, a like scuffle behind us. <laughs> like, what is going on? And it turns out some homeless guy had ran into the heart stop diner, whatever it's called, heart, heart attack, attack land, place. stole a man's shoe, and ran out wearing his shoe. No, it was a pair. Stole a <laughs> pair of shoes. But to be fair, right? If you're on holiday and you're sitting in the heart attack restaurant, whatever, eating this burger, and a homeless man steals your shoes, let him have them. Do you really? Know? Yeah. If he, do you know, he's got no shoes. Right. Let the poor man just have his shoes. You're clearly sitting in Vegas, eating your heart out. You can afford some more shoes. He can't. Well, yeah, that's a good... Yeah, I like that. I just... And even I would feel so embarrassed, even if they were my favourite shoes in the entire world and they were so expensive, I would feel embarrassed asking the homeless man to give me my shoes back. It's called Heart Attack Grill. That's it. Very close. Yeah, and it's a £350 burger. (laughs) And if you eat it all, you don't pay for it. Oh, and no. uh, it actually looks quite nice inside. We should have maybe have gone in. That name puts me right off. Heart Attack Grill. Yeah, but it's just got... It's a brand, Do you isn't want... It? I don't want a heart attack. No. I don't want to pay for that. Well, that's very true. Yeah. But if you go in there, guess what might happen? What? You might have to buy some new shoes. <laughs> yeah. Well, you would just feel embarrassed, wouldn't you, getting them back off the homeless person. I just couldn't do it. Yeah. So, no like, we... Uh, this would never have come up in the podcast unless we veered into this conversation. But myself and Tash will always buy... A homeless person um, food yeah but the thing is and this is a topic for a different day maybe it can be a big question of the week many times we've had it where we've got a homeless person lunch Mm -hmm. and a coffee and then you walk to the next block or wherever it is and then you see another homeless person who's angry at you for not helping but like where does that end you have to put a stop to it sometimes and then you feel guilty because you've not helped that one but you've helped the one previously but they don't know that yep and I will never give homeless people. Well, Drugs. I don't know. No, <laughs> I don't tend to give homeless people money. I would much, much rather give them food and water and juice. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I know they're sorted or something warm. Yes, we normally give them a Greg's. Normally a Greg's. <laughs> or anywhere where we're eating or drinking, we normally get an extra one. Yeah. And take it on our journeys. I've seen a homeless man once steal um, from Greg's. Yeah, but again, I mean. This is a whole different... How are we veered from Sorry, Vegas to I this? Sorry, I don't know. I do not um, know. It's a big I, conversation, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, let's leave that for another day, but we'll make a note of talking about that. We'll come back to that on another podcast. I'm going to give you a pencil so you can write a note. Thank you. So, um, Tash, one of my favourite things that we did in Vegas yeah. was the Vegas sign. And I'll tell you why. Oh. I think it's probably the most iconic picture of Vegas. Yeah. It's the thing that i definitely seen... More times than anything else, maybe apart from the Bladjo Fountains and the Eiffel Tower. Mm-hmm. But when we stood in the queue for the sign, we had on our phones a picture of the Rat Pack standing yeah. outside the sign. <gasps> we did. We and were we were looking, at that. looking up at the sign and down at the phone, and it was this surreal. It hasn't changed. No, it's it's the same. St- uh, sorry, what am I saying? Same sign, but yeah. it's the same road and the same buildings. Yes. It's the same, it was all the same. Yeah. And uh, that was a really magical, special moment. So if you do go to Vegas, I highly recommend. There's a queue, always a queue. Yeah. But you need to get that sign picture. You have 
do. I think we're probably going to do it again. And you just stand there and you can just almost feel the history that's passed. Yeah, I would love to go there when it's stormy. Would um, you? In New York, myself and Tash went out at three in the morning in the middle of a like torrential downpour. <laughs> it was more than a storm. It was ridiculous. It was. However, we was we were the only people in Times Square. There was, was nobody, nobody else. So we had the water around us and the reflections of these huge buildings going into the pu- the puddles and uh, it was worth getting wet for. That was awesome. You would almost think that New Yorkers are allergic to the rain. Mm, did you they... enjoy getting wet then? I loved it. Good. But so... no, I didn't enjoy our shoes that were wet for the next seven days. <laughs> if only they got stolen, eh? Oh, I wish they did. Mine was stinky. So do you want to know my highlight? Yeah. This is away from the shows. I'm going to set this story up and you can end it. Okay. We were in the Planet Hollywood restaurant. We were. On the Las Vegas Strip. This was in the first hour, mm-hmm. hour and a half. I lost my Ray-Ban sunglasses. That was annoying. But <laughs> there was a highlight. We were sitting, eating our dinner, had a Jack Daniels and Coke, and Frank Sinatra was playing in my ear, and we were talking and reminiscing about the Rat Pack. And I looked up, and what did I see? You've forgotten. I should know the answer. I saw Sammy Davis Jr.'s outfit that he wore for Mr. Bojangles and next to it, Frank Sinatra's microphone from the Sands. Sorry, I forgot. I remember now. So even now, I feel incredibly honoured that we got to see that. And uh, they've got their neon boneyard in Vegas. It's Mm -hmm. got all the old signs. And uh, we're going to go and experience that and look through the history of Vegas through neons and music. Yeah. Um, a few more things. So we went to see Penn and Teller. Penn and Teller. Um, there's Penn. There's Penn Teller. Teller. They're on the road together. Um, it was a great show. We went on stage at the very start. We did. And I don't want to ruin it, but um, Penn was part of the band at the start. I think oh, you can say that. Yes, he was. The orchestra. The show was great. Um, there was routines that I would love to have seen that they didn't do, mm-hmm. uh, but I guess they have to keep evolving and progressing, and the show was excellent. We met the excellent. master, spent some time with them, and uh, it was lovely. Yeah, they're very, very nice people. They were very, very nice. And they're very talented. Yeah, they were great. Uh, Frederick De Silva, he's mm-hmm. a mind reader. I thoroughly enjoyed his show, and he fooled me more than anybody else on the strip. He did. He did, and we had to beg, borrow, and steal yeah. to find out the method to this effect. And then we had to go back and ask him if we could use it, and he gracefully said yes. Thankfully. Um, and yeah, so then let's talk about I think your favourite show in all of Vegas. What? Mac King. Love him. Tell the story. He is my favourite. The story is he got Matthew up on stage. Yes, didn't he? he did. And he was like, Matthew, uh, what do you do as a job? And you were like, do I say magician? Do I not? But I kind of respect him too much to lie for him. Like, he's one of my favourite magicians (laughs) and performers. Our styles are so different and so varied. And he is a different level of clever. And what I love so much is he hides the method and the nuances with comedy and perfect timing. And it looks like it's off the cuff and he's making it up. And every show is different, but it couldn't be any any more structured or any better than what it is. So I had to say, yeah, I'm a magician. <laughs> so then, well, I'm not going to say what we did. Yeah, you were part of the trick then, weren't but you? But then we were kind of talking off mic to each other and we made up a little routine on the spot, which they normally wouldn't have got. And watching this show, now remembering, taking my memory back to it, 
it was actually one of the funniest highlights of my entire life. I was stealing stuff out of his pockets. Yeah. And I don't know why I was laughing so much. It was uncontrollable laughter because I, A, I was so happy. And B, he was a funny man. He was great. C, you're a funny man. And D, it was just funny all over. So he, one of the things that happened out of many, I think normally that section's probably about seven minutes, <laughs> but it was about 25. Uh, he stole my watch. So I stole his wallet. And he didn't know. And we gave it back drawing the show. Mm-hmm. And then he was doing tricks and I was doing tricks around his tricks. But not in like a... It wasn't like a dickhead kind of way. Like no. he wasn't angry. He was encouraging it. Yeah. Um, And it was really good. It was just... It was really fun. It was so fun. Crazy and very entertaining. And I've got to say, it was a quiet day because I think it was midweek and it was um like matinee. Yeah. But it made me feel really happy because um he's like one of the talented... talented most talented most talented person (laughs) in my mind ever and he didn't have that much of an audience and he was still smashing it yes it just gives me it was inspiring yeah and it's inspirational for us as performers to go you know if you don't have a massive audience it really doesn't matter no and that's the same for a lot of shows Mm -hmm. and i think very often a show is um it's kind of reflected in the grid of the audience that's there but not necessarily because as you say, that day with Mac, his second show yes. was sold out. Of course, yeah, it was. But his first show, he probably had, I don't know how many his his sort of theatre holds, but he probably had, I don't know, 100 in there? Yeah. And it was a quiet crowd. Yeah, it was quiet. But he loved it. Yeah. And he loved it because he was trying, not trying new things because it's so structured, but he was, he let himself just, we've seen it a few times, <laughs> and in this particular show, he was very free and... um yeah, I think you just enjoyed it. He makes me want to go and visit Tennessee. Tennessee? Is that where he's from? Yeah, he's from Tennessee. And what's his snack? Fig roll. Oh, yeah. that's a Fig Newton. Fig Newton. And we had one with him after the show. Yeah, we... Oh, great. He was our power, wasn't just he? Just great. I would like to see him and wrap up some fig rolls and say Merry Christmas. Yeah, he was a really, really nice guy. And um, after the show, he was, again, very graceful. I feel... Like, the magic community in Vegas mm-hmm. is probably great. It, yeah, I bet it is. Yeah. I bet they're very supportive with one another and they just have a good time. Talking of magic in Las Vegas, now let's just say this. Uh, Chris Angel, yeah. we are going to see next week. Very exciting. And we've got great seats and we're very excited. Now, we did see a bit of his... It was very weird. We didn't see the show because he was moving from the Luxor to Planet Hollywood. Yep. So we saw, like... It was really, really odd, wasn't it? It was a very. It was about twenty minutes, and it was a few. Tr- it, it, he wasn't really in it. It was um, the lady. Yeah, he wasn't very much in it. Was but he? they said that he wouldn't be because it was in the transition period. They were moving a lot of stuff. Yes, yeah, so we never saw the show, and we kind of left really gutted and disappointed because we wanted to see it, obviously. Yeah. And at this time, we're going to see it, and I cannot Properly. wait. It's gonna be good. But talking about magic, um, I don't think you can go to Las Vegas ever any time and not see in my opinion the greatest magical performer to ever live david copperfield david copperfield tash let me just <laughs> let me try and sum this up for you now you got into magic a few years ago yeah but six-year-old me would sit at home as close to the telly as i possibly could so i got like eye strain and my mum would have to physically drag me back <laughs> just to watch copperfield and I'd watch all of his specials and I'd watch, I'd like, besotted. 
I was so obsessed with every one of his routines. I would watch them and re-watch them and pause them and learn every gesture and movement. And I wanted his music. And he was, without a shadow of a doubt, more than anybody else, my inspiration in magic and probably in theatre and in performance. Mm -hmm. And um, I spoke about Coco from the Mikado on the last podcast, I believe. And he was the guy that made me want to do this job. But Copperfield was the guy that made me believe that I could. And that's two very different things. And we sat on the front row and it was the most special hour of my life. When you were little, did you ever think, one day I'm going to meet this guy? No. Wow. I, 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 I can't even talk now about it. <laughs> we, I sat and I smiled for an hour. Matthew was like a child. I cried and I laughed. and it. So the thing about magic is the more you learn about magic, the less... Not, not unless you love it at all, but the less you get shocked and surprised and mm-hmm. amazed, you fall in love with magic because that feeling of being, oh, wow, how did that work? And then you learn how it works and it's not the same. All of that was forgotten with David Copperfield. Yeah. Every second blew my mind. And because it's it's so smooth and it keeps, it keeps it at a fast pace, it's really, really hard to follow. But the stories, the ability to connect with an audience... Yeah that he doesn't need, and there's nothing wrong with it because it's incredible. And I'm sure next week we'll be talking about Chris Angel going, it's the best show I've ever seen. That's probably going to happen. But Copperfield has the ability to just sit on a chair and talk and mesmerise and captivate an entire room. And he gave me goosebumps for an hour. And then we met him after. And he came down the corridor in, in the black open top. And he went, hey, I'm David Copperfield. I've heard you're a magician. Wow. And we just lent on the wall for... Like, so he'd done the meet and greet, and then I had the last photo, and he went, I heard you're a magician, and you're here in Las Vegas. And uh, we spoke for probably only about five minutes, Mm -hmm. but it seemed like five hours. And I was asking him questions and talking about his specials, and... Wow, what a cool guy. He must have some stories. Yeah, definitely. Do you think he's got children? Um, I think he has got children. That's a pretty cool dad. I I don't actually... He has got a child, I'm sure he has. has he? I think he's got a... A girl, I want to say. Oh, I don't know, but if he does... He's got an island, though. What does he do at his island? Probably goes over holidays. No way. But it is, for me, the most inspirational. If ever I get blasé about what we do, if Mm. ever I have a day where I think, oh, magic, it just... He puts everything into perspective and he makes you realise that every movement, every trick, every nuance, every bit of underscore can give somebody a memory and a moment that will truly last them forever. So that's a recommendation then. Oh, my God. Um, (laughs) Yeah, so David Copperfield, you can't go to Vegas without seeing him. Yeah. You must go. Um, And then we're going to do two more shows. Okay. Okay, so we're going to do O. Oh, 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 it's magic. Cirque du Soleil. (laughs) Yes, oh. Uh, I don't think we got a good experience of this. We were farting in the back. Not because of our seat, because of the show that we'd just previously seen. We'll get to that in a minute. We watched them in the wrong order. Yeah, okay, so we sat, we had £300 tickets for O, and it still felt like we were two thirds of the way back. Very, very, it felt like we were far back. Right, it's a great show, it's an amazing spectacle. Cirque du Soleil are without a doubt the best circus group in the world, the best company. However, the show we we saw before Cirque, I just looked at it on my page and got excited. The show we saw before Cirque is, without a doubt... Just the best. The best show I've ever seen. Just insane. Yeah, there is no show, in my opinion, 
that even comes close to the show that I'm about to say. Now, we obviously haven't seen all the shows in Vegas. Mm -hmm. I've heard Car or Ka is the best show. We haven't seen it, so I can't comment on it. No. But we've seen, or I've seen, collectively we've seen thousands of shows, and there is no show I have ever seen yeah. that is as good as La Rev. La Rev. And watching it, my heart was just full of love. It was just like, this is why I love theatre. And I wasn't just loving it. I was literally in love with the lights, with the sound, with the smell, the vibe, everything. I could have cried happy tears from the beginning to I the end. I think we did. I definitely cried, yeah. Yeah. It, so if you... we've all I've heard that expression a lot. Beg, borrow, steal, all that to get a ticket. <laughs> But genuinely, I, I honestly think if somebody said you have one day left on this earth, mm -hmm. excluding family and friends, what do you want to do? Larev's the choice. Yeah. Or if, was... if one person said, what's your idea of heaven? Larev. I'd say Larev, definitely. Yeah. And hell at the same time, because it merges together. You've got the dark side and the good oh, side. yeah, that's true. So look, if you're sitting there and you're thinking, I don't know what Larev is, Larev is, Larev means the dream. And uh, it takes you into a thrilling acrobatic fantasy world set inside an aqua theatre, which is completely in the round. Now, no seat in the entire venue is more than 12 metres away from the water. So you feel the splashes, you smell the chlorine. People jump from 80 foot above your head. Yeah. You get a bakuki, I think it's called a bakuki drop or kaki drop. I'm not sure. That's different, actually. isn't it? That's something else. Um, but there's this, drop. <laughs> there's this huge um, cloth, like a circus big top roof. And it, I don't want to ruin it, but no, the I'm... opening of three seconds will blow your mind. It's just insane. It just doesn't seem real when you're watching it. But actually, while you've just read that, I remember, and I remember now, that these aren't actors. Well, I suppose they are actors because they're in the show now, but really they're, they're swimmers, aren't they? Everybody in the show, I believe, I'm not reading this, this is just from memory of the programme, I believe yeah. has to be scuba trained. Yeah, well, they have to be. I've seen the um, bit on YouTube about right. it. And yeah, they're just incredible swimmers, but they feel like characters and they ring, really bring the show But they're not out life. of breath, Tash. Trees lift out of the water and they're hanging off the trees and they don't move. They just come up submerged and they're there. Wow. People walk out of the water and they're just in... Like, we had people next to us, hanging over us. Mm -hmm. People were flying above our head. Fire was like the heat of the there fire. Was fire. The, the fall the of water. the rain. The, I've never seen anything like it. Insane. I would love to have watched the show as an audience member and then gone backstage and like watched the tank. To see what if you can do that. You can buy. you can pay to go underneath. Don't. It's like two thousand mile ticket. Do you need to be? No, no. There's like glass. So you know when you go and see like the dolphins, or you go underneath the water to see the sort of aquarium where you can walk through. Yeah. They've got that, and Have you can they? see them getting the breath masks and all that kind of stuff. Oh wow, that would be a good Valentine's present. Yeah, it's a perfect example <laughs> actually of anybody who thinks that theatre's easy. People that go, oh, you're. Your life, and obviously we wow. don't do that, yeah. but just watch what they do. They're like athletes. And they are athletes. Blew yeah. my mind. Best show I've ever seen. Best. Bar none. Um, Larev at the win. Incredible. <sighs> now, unfortunately, it's not on when we're going. What? Uh, we're only in Vegas for two nights, yeah, three days, yeah. because we've got to go to Miami to do some work. Um, and of course, we're going back. So when we go back, it will definitely be on our list of things to do. Yeah. But at this time we can't. But it is breathtakingly incredible. The memories will stay with me for now. 
we left that show, didn't we? And we had to just sit down. I remember us both walking into the foyer being like, I have to have a drink. We were overwhelmed. Yeah. We were emotional. Yeah. It's almost like... It was a wave of emotions. We'd been through a journey and back again. Yeah. It was insane. <laughs> um. So I think that's pretty much Vegas. Is there anything else that you want to talk about in Las Vegas? Anything you want to mention? Remember the night when we was in bed at about three in the morning and some people smashed on the door and went, wake up, wake up, wake up. I, I don't went. know why that was happening. <laughs> and I don't know why I didn't move. I was seriously tired. pooping my pants because <laughs> I was so scared, but I was also so tired. All I had to do was get the phone and ring reception. But we say, were quite relaxed. Yeah, we were relaxed, but also that's not fun when people are banging on your door for that amount of time and, you know, sounding like they could be dangerous. Yeah. They did sound well wrong. At least there was some banging in the vicinity of our room. Oh, so... wow. <laughs> oh, wow. Wow. Um, but no, it was incredible and uh, we can't wait to go back. We can't wait. It's kind of our home from home, isn't it? Yeah, should we tell them about Las Vegas slots? Yes, let's do that. Yeah, so there's this really, really cool game. Um, you just download it on Android or um, iPhone, whatever yep. you fancy, uh-huh. and sign up to it. And all you do is collect your points, collect your chips and coins, and it gives you freebies. Yeah, it's completely free to play, yeah. and it's an online slot game. Yes. But you haven't even got to sign up. You don't put any bank details. You don't have to do anything. No. You just play it like you would Candy Crush. Mm-hmm. And as you play through the game, you get chips. You get chips that you have to use to play and spin the sort of wheels and the slots. But you also collect coins. And the coins can then relay to prizes. Mm -hmm. Like? Like you get 50% off buffets or you get free buffets. Yeah, half price show tickets. Half price show tickets and 50% or 25% off hotel A helicopter flight. Over the Grand Canyon. Yeah, you can go see that fantasy show I've been telling you about. Yes. Yeah. What? <laughs> you know the one with the boobs? Yeah, the booby one. Yeah. Um, and you get free drinks and free coffees and stuff. Yeah, so when we go back to Vegas, so yeah, so that's Vegas slots available on Android and the iOS devices. Mm-hmm. Highly recommend it. You just play it. I believe that when you're up to sort of level 50, you can only get 2,000 coins a day. And then you could pass it. I'm on level 104 and I never have an issue. That's what's annoyed still... me. That's yeah. what's annoyed me this week. I woke up the other morning and I sat up in bed and Tash was sitting and frantically <laughs> spinning the coin machines. Um, I'm a little bit obsessed. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, but you've got like six free buffets. Yeah, I have. But why is it capping me every day? I want, I want more. Well, you can't always have more. Oh, man. Oh, man. So... Just let's say what we're doing when we go back to Vegas next time. We've got some worky stuff to do, but also we're going to go and see... Um, I've forgotten his name. Help me out. Help you Microwave. out. Microwave. Nathan, Nathan Burton. Burton. Yes, I was thinking of Lance Burton, because oh. it's currently the Blackpool Magic Convention back oh, in England, yeah. and Lance Burton is the headliner tonight. So we're going to see Nathan Burton. We're going to see Frederick De Silva. Yes, we are. Uh, we're going to see Chris Angel. Yeah. And um, I believe that's We've it. We've got one more, have we not? I thought we had four. Um, oh yeah, oh yeah. Oh, just I said one it more. and I smiled and now I'm all excited. Okay, I can't go into the full story now because it's too long. But alongside David Copperfield, there was one other man, one other performer that I wanted to be. Yeah. And even, and this is genuinely, I promise true, when I was 18, 19, 20, 21, I would take my costumes to costume designers, right? So I'd get my costumes made and custom sort of fitted for the shows. Yeah. And I promise you, I had books of this person and said, I want this and this and this. I'm not cheesy. I love glitter. So we're going to see Hans Clock. I'm just excited to see him in person. I cannot 
wait. He doesn't do a meet and greet. You can't meet him after. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. We're going to just see. He is the world's fastest magician. He does everyday ordinary tricks. Um, he's done some awful specials. <laughs> he's done some stuff that I watch and go, what are you doing? Oh, it's only human, isn't it? I love that. Yeah. But he uploads it. Well, why like not? Like, mistakes. They're online. He doesn't, oh, I'm not okay. cheesy. He loves glitter. He loves glitter. <laughs> so I can't wait to see Hans Clock. Out of interest, without being rude, do you know how old he is? Oh, uh, do you want to find out? If you wouldn't mind, just because I feel like he's been around for a long time. Yeah, so he did a show in Las Vegas many years ago, and he wasn't a big enough star for the show. Oh, what? So they had to get Pamela Anderson in the oh. show to be the name, to oh, be the draw. It. Yeah, and uh, the show flopped. Oh. And he's always said that he wants to go back. He's 50 years old. Is he just 50? Yeah. Um, and he's always said that he wants to go back and he wants to conquer Vegas. Right. Um, his room's a lot smaller. He's in the Thunder from Down Under room. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, he's just great. He's going to be fun to see, isn't I think he? when people think of magic, like the stereotypical image of... A magician. That's yeah. That's him. Yeah. That's him. Mix of Copperfield. Yeah, he's just going to be like proper magician on stage. Yeah, and of course he's nowhere near as funky or as cool as people like Chris Angel, but I don't no. think he pretends to be. No, he's just himself, isn't he's he? He's just happy in his open-cut shirts. He's a little bit cheesy, but we love it. Yeah, but he is a legend. He is yeah. an icon of magic. Yeah. Um, Tash, here's our mission, right? I'm going to lay this out on the uh, table now. Okay. I don't know how we're going to do it. Because he doesn't do it. Mm. But there must be a stage door. There must be a way, right? We're going to track down Hans Clock and we're going to get a photo. There must be a way, an underground exit or something that he gets out. I'm sure there's not a way, but we're going to (laughs) try. If you see us on Facebook with a photo of Hans Clock, life has gone well. So just give him a little tweet. Yeah, just give, imagine, and he replies. Hi, Hans Hun, how are you? Happy 50 (laughs) years. Oh, and then after Hans Clock, um, we're going to David Copperfield. Did what? you did you know that? No. Yeah, yeah. What? After Hans Clock, we need to quickly go to the MGM. It's going the Uber. Why? What? To go see David Copperfield. When did you book this? Because I decided that you can't go to Vegas without <gasps> seeing David Copperfield. Matthew, you are naughty. <laughs> but I wanted to tell you on the podcast so you couldn't shout with me. Wow. So uh, you talk for a minute and I'm going to find the tickets that and show you. That was a present for yourself, wasn't no, it? No, well, and for you, both of us. I enjoyed it, but I've seen it once already. Oh, that's not what I want to hear. Could you not have chose who I went to see? No. Piff we... the Magic Dragon. It was on at the same time, babe. I did try and see Piff, but he was on the same time as Hans Clock and he's only doing one show. <laughs> La Rev wasn't on. The Cirque shows were like... There another day. We need to sort of we need to have Cirque for longer. We need to sort of what's it called where you put chicken in sauce? And um, flavour? Yeah, but you know what I mean, where you leave it overnight. Okay. Where where it goes in flaments, whatever it does. That's what you have to do with Cirque so late in my opinion. So So we're going to the MGM Grand straight after Hans Clock. Right. Happy Valentine's Day. Thank you, Matthew. And uh and we're gonna go see Is it a different show? Yeah, he's um he's updated and upgraded the show. The end of the show hopefully will be the same because I want to watch it yeah, now that I've seen good. it once. To be fair, I'm going to love it. Yeah, I mean, I don't think you can go to Vegas and not see David Copperfield. So uh, it's happening. I'm looking at our Lance Burton tickets right I'm now. I'm just more worried about how much you've spent, to be quite honest. Um, It's the only... Yeah, 
All right. Good. <laughs> yeah. There's our hand clock tickets. Fab. Um, fab I can't find Copperfield, which is a bit worrying. Yep. But uh, let's move on. Them. So let's segue, Tash. Segue. I'll keep looking for tickets. Moving uh, swiftly on. You move swiftly on. You tell us the next section and we will follow your lead. I'm just going to tell you about the um, gondolas and the Venetian Hotel because I oh, thought yeah. they were incredible. They were amazing. So, I've always said to Matthew that I love Italy. Italy is one of my favourite places in the world and I want to go and experience every part of Italy properly. We've been to Rome and we had an incredible time there. I hadn't yet been to Venice and I said, Matthew, you really want to go to Venice? So he said, OK, we'll go on the gondola in the Venetian Hotel. There's another trip for you. <sighs> yep. And it was insane. It was beautiful. It was warm. It was pretty. There was music. And I've actually got to say, it's better than the real life um, Venice a hundred gondolas. times um, so we actually went to Venice and yeah it was a bit chilly and I'm sure it would be the same in the summer but the guys they're not singing they're not playing their musical instruments they're just rowing their boat they're rowing their boat Ash and it's like a gang oh. slash group of people there's no songs there's oh. no singing we saw a Chinese family playing songs from Italy on Spotify on their phone going, yeah. please sing, please sing. And he please. was like, I do not sing. Yeah, and he does not sing. It's and £80, 80 euros for that. Yeah, I think it was double the price of what we paid to go in the Venetian Hotel. So if you go to Vegas and you think, no, I want to go to Venice and do it properly, no, you don't. Go to the gondolas in the Venetian. Yeah, I mean, so the thing with Venice, top little tip, is you pay €80 euros per boat. Oh, So okay. if there's six of you... Or six people that you find, it's ten euros each. That's I fine. It was more than that. No, no. But if you're going to do it as two of you, which many people do, because that's the romantic, stereotypical image of Venice, right. then you're paying eighty euros, Ooh. and they don't sing. You just go around in a little circle. <laughs> so go to the Venetian. You have to go to the Venetian. It's beautiful, and it they is. do a few free little show inside as well. Yes, for the singers. Yeah, they sing some opera. Now, Tash, I want to introduce a brand new segment. Slash section to the show. It's called Life Hacks. Oh, okay. So I found an app, right? I'm um, interested. You didn't know about this, did you? No. So look, we have many different uh, categories. We've got technology, food and drinks, health and fitness, money saver, ridiculous life, party, survival, etc., etc. Now, this is on a wheel, right? So I've got a wheel of categories. You've got my attention. Yeah, I'm going to flick through. Yeah. You're going to say stop. <laughs> You'll choose the category. Then I'm going to tell you three. Category. Life category. Please category. choose a category. category. Um. Then you're going to choose a category, uh -huh. and then I'll tell you three life hacks. Okay. Okay. Tell me to stop. 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 You've chose travel. Very Andy. good. That actually Andy. was random as well. Travel hacks. Before you leave, instead of a hotel looking into... Res okay. Admittedly, this app's not worded very well, but oh. travel hacks. Before you leave, instead of a hotel... Look into reserving a home. If travelling with a family or a single room or alone, Airbnb is the best place to start. Mm. You can often get cheaper rooms than most hotels in most cities and places. Quite a standard one. Yeah, we one. knew that. All right, another one. Roll your clothes when packing. Instead of creating a folded pile in your suitcase, yeah. rolling allows you to fit more things in. It is proven that if you roll, oh. you can get around 25 t-shirts and jumpers rather than the standard 15 from folding. What? But I don't want, I don't want to have to iron everything. Yeah, but if you roll it like a poster, maybe you won't have to. Will you not? Let's experiment. Oh. I'll give you another one. One more. Scan your passport identification card and itinerary and email yourselves. This provides an extra copy of each in the event of loss or theft. 
-hmm. If you scan each one and keep it somewhere like the bottom of your case in a shoe, if you were to lose your passport and documents slash details, you can still get your flights and be safe. Really? There you go. Never knew that. So what, you have to scan your passport? Yeah, scan your passport, identification card and itinerary mm -hmm. and email them to yourself. Brilliant. So you just take a picture on your phone, yeah. email it to yourself, and if everything got lost, you can still get your picture up and oh. then you're through. Oh, brilliant. Never, I'm not sure then... if that really works but it's on this website so maybe it does right um good one more just gotta flick to it and it's important because flick. i always get stung by it it's important to remember to call your credit and or debit card company before you leave to ensure yeah. that you have your card authorized for foreign destination never, my card got that. blocked in venice didn't it <laughs> we never ever do that no it's a bit annoying but we go we fly that much that they should know by now yes we have another section Oh, section. Myself and Tash were had to go to storage uh, about three, four days ago, just before we came here. And uh, whilst we were in storage, we popped over to Sainsbury's, being all yeah. glamorous. And uh, I found a book, Tash. You did. And the book is called The Book of General Ignorance, forwarded by Stephen Fry and four words by Alan Davies. <laughs> okay, it's an interesting book. Right. And I flicked through it and it's got all these different interesting facts. Okay. So I thought I'd read one out. Every single... You smell in the new book smell. Yeah, I like that too. Mmm, pages. Mm. Um, so I'm going to read one out to you yeah. and it's going to be an educational little part of the podcast. Okay. Right. So what has a three-second memory? A fish. Not... A goldfish. Not. No. Despite its status as a proverbial fact, yeah. a goldfish's memory isn't a few seconds long. Hmm? Yeah. Research by the School of Psychology at the University of Plymouth in 2003 demonstrated beyond reasonable doubt that goldfish have a memory span of at least three months. Shut up. Yeah, and can distinguish between different shapes, colours and sounds. <gasps> They were trained to push a lever to earn a food reward. When the lever was fixed to work only for an hour a day, the fish soon learned to activate it at the correct time. A number of similar studies have shown that farmed fish can easily be trained to feed at particular times and places in response to an audible signal. No way. So they have a brain. Yeah, goldfish don't swim into the side of the bowl, not because they can see it, but because, sorry, not because they can't, yeah, that's right, not because they can see it, but because they're using pressure sensing system called the lateral line. Certain species of blind cave fish are able to navigate perfectly well in their lightless environment by wow. using the lateral line system alone. While we're dealing with goldfish myths, a pregnant goldfish isn't, hasn't, and cannot be called a twit. Goldfish don't get pregnant. They lay eggs that yeah. the males fertilise in yeah. the water. Knew that. In principle, there could be a word for a female fish with egg development, such as twit, twat or twerp, but none is listed in a proper dictionary. I feel genuinely bad. Why? I thought fish were stupid. Oh, no. You... Now I feel bad because I've underestimated their skills. So you're going to have to take down your I hate goldfish page on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just thought they were stupid. Well, they're, and they're not. not. Very clever. I want one now. Maybe we can do a fish show. But why are they in the bags then if they're that intelligent? Because you know, that's not their fault. Yeah, but people are putting them in bags. They're not asking. Oh, man. Right. So now we have to do two of our normal I'm little I'm going to watch Finding Dory and cry. Really? Yeah. No, she's all right. Not real. <laughs> right. So, Tash. Yeah. What's annoyed you this week, love? 
I think I've always uh, said what's annoyed well, me. While you tell me what you've noticed then, yeah. could you please pass me that lovely juice on the edge of the table? Oh, anything for you, honey. That's not the juice, that's the water, but I'll let you off. Um, I would cut this, but why would I? Um, Tash. What? What have you noticed, love? I've noticed we don't have enough time in the day, ever. Really? It doesn't matter what day it is. For the past however many years, I've not had enough time in my day. There's not one day that I have in my life that I've gone... Oh, I'm ready to go to bed now. You're right, babe. You're getting a bit emotional. No, I'm just annoyed. (laughs) I'm annoyed that there's not enough time in the day. I get to the bedtime and I'm like, oh, really? Do I have to sleep? Yeah. I'm not ready to... I am tired, but I'm not ready to sleep. Or let's just sleep more if you want. But there's a thing, top secret. Maybe the biggest secret that I've ever let out on the podcast. Mm -hmm. Brace yourselves. Bracing. There is a spot... On your head, not an actual <laughs> physical spot. No, that's not what I meant. I mean, there's a bit of your head, just in between the forehead and the back of your head, right? Which, if you have pressure gently applied to, yeah, you're asleep. It's like hypnosis. What do you mean? Like, if you are sitting next to me and I do this, is that why you do that? Mm-hmm. What? Just tell the listeners what you're doing. Rubbing your head. Okay. Okay, and you get sleepy instantly. Instantly. It's like hypnosis. Yeah, but I'm kind of wishing in my head, I'm loving, I'm ready to go to sleep, but I'm wishing... You're never loving, you're always asleep. Right. I do love sleep, you know. I've noticed price variations. On products. Unbelievable, right? We bought a a bottle of Heinz tomato ketchup, didn't we? (laughs) And it was a small bottle, probably Coke can size. 50 mils. Yeah, I mean, you guessed that, but good. (laughs) Um, Two pounds. It was. Yeah. Then we popped into like a, a sort of a cheap shop. Mm-hmm. I don't think it was Poundland, maybe a home bargains, that kind of shop. Yeah. Found the same bottle, three times bigger. So clearly not the same bottle, but the same make, I mean, it was yeah. still Heinz. Yeah. Three times or four times bigger, cheaper. Right. What is that about? After a show the other day, got a Coke, didn't I? Yeah. In a 16 ounce glass. Not right. £2.10. Not okay. Get a can for 50p. Okay, so I understand that products can vary in price, but if you're Andrex, can Andrex please be the same price everywhere? Or if you're Fairy, Fairy Liquid, can you be the same price everywhere? Much easier for me. It would make sense. I don't mind all these cheaper brands. In fact, I always go for the cheaper brands. Yeah, why not? So why did you get Heinz then? Because a million housewives every day open a tin of beans and say beans means Heinz. No, Heinz tomato ketchup. For the same reason, I like the songs. <laughs> but what about the Tesco value or the Sainsbury's yeah, well, I don't value? know why. No, I quite like Heinz beans. Do I'm you? Quite, yeah, like if you have them for heaters, it's got to be old El Paso because it tastes different. Oh, mate. We've had this debate many a time in the I shop, can't haven't we? Taste. I actually can't taste the difference. There's definitely a difference. I There's promise. Not. But here's the other thing. Um, I believe that it's people say I spent four hours price comparing. I went to fourteen <laughs> shops. There was people a day when that. Tash went to a shopping place in Portsmouth and shopped for eight hours. <laughs> That's not an exaggeration. That's not a lie. Genuinely, eight hours. Whilst I sat in a coffee shop, I thought that she was going to have about thirty-five bags. She had two. I said to her, "What have you done?" I've been to every shop, I've now sat online and I've looked at the... I haven't got time in my no, life I for that. No, I was getting ideas. Yeah, but it why It was did... Christmas shopping and I needed... I honestly didn't know what to get anyone, so I needed ideas. And mm. then the point of it was I got my ideas, I wrote down what I wanted and bought it all off Amazon. But do you not realise that there's like £15 that you might have spent by spending eight hours? Mm. I spent that on coffee. 
Oh, bad times. Pointless. Well, bad for you. Now, I have got an annoyed you this week. Yeah? But I'm not going to do it. Oh, good. Because it's Valentine's Day. Yeah, keep that to yourself, bro. And I love you. Oh, thanks. Right. So, Tash. Hi. The big question of the week. Now, I'm excited because you're doing the question. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. I said to you at the very start of the show, oh, Tash, I haven't got the big question. And you went, don't worry, bro. I've got one. I've just thought of one. So I have no idea what this is going to be. Bear in mind, this is very general. This is the ultimate life question. Please don't ruin the podcast now by this question that you've not thought about or have any information on. What came first? Chicken or the egg? Right, okay. Good question, Ashley. (laughs) Top question. Um, Surely, I think it has to be the egg. Yeah. I wish you told me about this ahead of time. Okay. Because I'd have information backing up my argument. No, I'm not allowed. you just got to give me your opinion. Right, well, I think that I'm not necessarily a massive fan of evolution. Mm-hmm. Not because I don't think it's true, because I do. Because everything evolves and changes as life expands and progresses. Mm-hmm. But if animals are evolving, why are we not seeing half animals? I don't understand that. So, for example, if monkeys have turned into humans, yeah. where are the half monkeys yeah, and half humans? Yeah, because to evolve, you know, you have And why to haven't they all evolved? That's that's what stumps me. I love yep, I love the idea of evolution, that's brilliant. But yeah, surely why is only half of them evolved? Yeah, so I think that we have these prehistoric creatures. Mm. Right. So alligators like all the things that I love, all the ones that look a bit strange and bizarre. And obviously from eggs. Eggs could be fertilised by different animals and different creatures. Different like, ways. think about dogs' breeds, right? You get yeah. different dog breeds and different looking dogs purely by who they've been bred with. Mm. So who's to say that didn't happen in the wild? The two animals, I don't know, an ostrich and a guinea pig, for example. Wow. <laughs> Just two random animals plucked out of the air. But what I mean is... Chicken what about? Plucked. There we go. So what about if I think the egg... Only because how did the chicken initially yeah, get there? I think it's the egg. You yeah. didn't just get a chicken that walked around on earth one day and went, Hi, I'm a chicken. Surely not. So it had to have started with the egg. And maybe over thousands of years, the eggs hatched in different ways or adapted to the heat or the or the place. And that eventually formed the chicken. But it's funny that you should say that. You, you humour about, oh, it's not like a chicken just came up on the earth one day and started walking around. Hang on, but didn't that happen to a human? Well, Didn't yeah. a human just appear on Earth one day? Yeah, that's if you're so, going to the Bible, which yeah, is a good theory. But then you're humouring the fact, and it, it, because it is funny, it is genuinely funny. Imagine one day just a chicken walking around has come from nowhere. But then that's the same thing for the human. It's But are we... Oh, like, back in the day, people used to laugh at the things that we know now, as if to, for it to be really, really silly. But now we know that's, well, it could be a fact. Right, I have just Google searched, as you said that big sentence, mm-hmm. that I apologise for listening to, because I was trying to find this. I, I've just fine. searched this, and it says, mm-hmm. I think you'll be proud of me. It says, so in a nutshell, or an eggshell, <laughs> uh, two birds that weren't really chickens yeah. created a chicken egg. Right. And hence we have an answer. The egg came first, and then it hatched what we know as a chicken. Oh, but don't, because where did the two birds come from? That no, I've really just explained chickens? that. So it could be other animals. Yeah, I know. It hasn't got to be a chicken. I know. Right, so you've answered the question then. But where did the other birdies come from? Well, then you're going back to a whole different question. Exactly. But then you could go to, like, parasites. You could go to little things that are tiny, that could have bred and got bigger. Oh, yeah. And inflammated. Inflammated? Hmm, not mm. sure that's a word. 
inflamed? Well, inflamed maybe, but we're definitely... I think we are connected to gorillas. I do. But that's not the question that you was asking. I know, but it's going around in my mind. I do think we're connected to gorillas because we're so similar. Okay, so the question was about the chicken and the egg. And we've gone to the gorilla. Yes. So um, we're not talking about evolution. No. Because we don't deal with big topics like that on this that podcast. Is, yeah. We're not going to do religion. We're not no. going to do wars or famine. No. This is a light-hearted, frothy podcast for frothy, your Wednesday frothy. and Sunday. Yes. Um, but yeah, maybe. Have you ever seen the gorilla film? Uh, no. I think Planet of the Apes. Oh yeah, yeah. That's that's quite convincing, isn't it? Oh, it is. Have you? I mean, ever... it's not documentary. Just no. pointing that out. Yeah. But you watch it and you go, hmm. Okay. If you've seen this film, please tweet me because I'm very excited. Mister Dunstan checks in one of my favourite movies, and it's got a gorilla in it, well, and he goes up and down the lift in the hotel, and he's very, very cheeky. Well, I've never seen it. You've never showed me it. I've never watched this. It's very good. Mr. Dunson checks in. Check it out. It's probably like very old film. I watched it when I was little. Right, well, I'll watch it later then. All right, then. All right. Damn. So that is the end of our podcast. It's the very end. Now, we had a little chat last time, and we're going to not be so specific in terms of what's going to be on the next podcast, because no. our life is an ever-changing whirlwind, and we never know where we're going to be from day to day, place to place. So if we say, for example, next week's podcast is going to be about place X, and we are not in that place or we're in a port separate to that place. We're just going to do it sort of spontaneously. Yeah, things change. No day's the same with us. No, it's not. But we want to say thank you for listening. Yeah, thank you so much, guys. We really, really, really do appreciate it. And every podcast that we've done, the viewership slash listenership yeah. has risen. Very we've good. got a man in Egypt on a camel listening. Yeah. What and more do you want in life? What do you want? And if you want to tell us something, let us know. Yes, yeah, so you've got at Matthew Magician or at Natasha underscore on stage. That's on Instagram and on Twitter. Mm-hmm. And you can also find us on um, our joint Instagram page, which is The Conjurer Live. C-O-N-J-U-R-O-R. And uh, any questions you may have are on there. Yeah. Now, Tash, we didn't get round to Vegas questions because we're in the Caribbean and our signal isn't the best. Yeah. Uh, we're going to upload this in the port tomorrow. Um so we will do the questions, but mm-hmm. probably on the next podcast. Of course. Oh, hopefully you like our new sections. We have got question from the book. Let's call it that. It's a very good book. And life hacks times three. Very, very good. So my name is Matthew Pomeroy. I'm Natasha Lamb. And thank you once again for listening to another episode of Not, Not a, a Normal, normal life. life.